0: The work of writer-director Paul Schrader is littered with lost souls, most of them victims of our country's greatest moral and economic shortcomings. The auto factory linemen fighting corrupt union organizers in blue collar. The overworked ambulance drivers working the graveyard shift and bringing out the dead. Travis Bickle, the damaged Vietnam vet and taxi driver, ground down by the grime of New York City. The card counter is about another of Schrader's solitary men, a solemn secretive wallflower who is known only as William Tell. Like Travis Bickle, Tell is a former soldier, the atrocities of the Iraq war still showing in his haunted eyes. As played by Oscar Isaac, Tell has just been released from prison, where he learned to count cards. Now he haunts casino floors, playing blackjack and hold'em and discreetly raking in chips. Tell does everything possible to fly under the radar. He doesn't stay at the casinos where he gambles. He sticks to low-stakes tables. He cashes out before he can win too much and alert the suspicions of the casino managers. Tell's straight-ahead course changes following three chance encounters, with a fellow gambler played by Tiffany Haddish, who not only wants Tell to join her touring poker circuit but sees him as a kindred spirit, with a 20-something man played by Ty Sheridan, who knows the real Tell, and with a securities expert, played by Willem Dafoe, who emerges from the darkest corners of Tell's past. I know I'm being coy about plot details here, but The Card Counter is a film as stoic and reserved as its protagonist, and I wouldn't dare give away all of its secrets. In so many ways, it's a spiritual successor to Schrader's last film, First Reformed, and not only because they share a signature image of a man pouring his soul into a diary while pouring glass after glass of whiskey. Both movies involve us in the procedures and methods of someone whose life is regimented and minimalist, precisely because he's running from the messiest aspects of the human condition. And both movies begin as intensely focused character studies before revealing the bigger, more complicated issue that radicalizes that man. In First Reformed, it was climate change. In the card counter, it's the Iraq War. It's also fascinating that Schrader has chosen to anchor this story in the world of professional gambling, which depends on seemingly contradictory things, rigorous logic, and wild blind chance. And this is in keeping with the themes of transcendentalism and predestination that guide most of Schrader's narratives. When the card counter ended, I have to confess that I felt a bit empty, which is the polar opposite of the awe and surprise that First Reformed inspired in me. But in the week since I've watched it, the card counter has insinuated itself into my brain, revealing itself as far more fascinating and thoughtful than it initially appears. Schrader's career began with films of ostentatious style and shocking violence, but he has, in his 70s, settled into a more meditative, borderline zen approach. And yet he's still writing about the same bruised psyches and their righteous anger, and he is far from a benevolent creator. For Spokane Public Radio, I'm Nathan Weinbender.